Welcome back to another edition of the SJHL Insider. My name is Jeremy Corrigan, and as always, SJHL Insider is presented by SGI. It has been another busy week in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, and as the season goes on, really every week is a busy week in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. But, of course, I am not alone. I am joined by our good friend, Clark Monroe. Clark, it was another great week of hockey. Yes, point at that camera. Um... What what kind of stood out for you this past week? Obviously, there's a lot of games. Yeah, there, you know those. We talked about this a little bit last week, but obviously it was a busy weekend for a couple of teams with a couple mm -hmm. of three and threes. So it's kind of just watching how they reacted to those, and then kind of the last few days, just watching some of the teams come out of a busy weekend or some teams that had some days off get back into it. Uh, so seeing those reactions and how those teams kind of came out of the showcase and, and now they're kind of settling back into the regular schedule of the season. Uh, there was some big games, some big wins and some important wins over the last week or so. Uh, some that we kind of prefaced, you know, last week on this episode, on the mm -hmm. show, I should say. Uh, so it was a, it's a, it was an important week. We'll have a look at some of that as we get along here on the show. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple of teams this past uh, week that haven't played. They've been off the ice for 11 days. But yeah, we're going to get to that in a bit. I will tease. I'm very excited for this episode. I mean, I've been excited for all of our episodes of SJHL Insider for sure and all of our episodes of SJHL Weekly. But um, today I'm really... This is going to be my favorite episode to date because of our guest. Um, he's not the easiest person to get as a guest, but that's what makes it exciting. Yeah. Um, we are going to be joined later on in the show by the voice of the Flin Flon Bombers, Rob Hart, 25 years in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, um, the longest tenured broadcaster in the league. Um, I, mean, I think he's been in the, he's been broadcasting longer than some of oh, the broadcasters have been alive. He's, <laughs> he's been in Flin Flon for 25 years. Yeah. Um, it's, it's incredible. Yes, there is some, are some broadcasters in the league. I do believe that might be uh, younger than that. Yeah. So yeah, we, we're going to talk to Rob about a lot of things. I think honestly, we'll have to bring him on again because um, I think there's going to be some time where I'd like to bring Rob on and just, just have story time with Rob oh. Hart. That'd be I'm a sure. whole show. That's what I mean. Exactly. We could have him on for an entire show, yeah. and I think that'd be uh, good programming. But we got a lot to get to. Rob's coming on in a bit. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be exciting. Um, so stay tuned for that. But uh, we got some topics to definitely get into. Yes. Now, this one is going to be a special one because last week I teased that we were going to have something new this week. Is it? So this week. It is? It is now. Let's bring uh -oh. in the hat trick. Oh, wow. That's new. <laughs> yes, the hat trick. So we're getting into our I didn't top know about this. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting into our top three topics of the week. Wow. <laughs> it's impressive. I that love was, it. That Wake up, it was everyone. impressive. It was it, it was over the top. <laughs> yeah. I like it. It was obnoxious and that's how uh, we like it here. Fair Let's enough. do it one more time. The hat trick. <laughs> 
topic number one. We're going to have a look back at the last few days in the SJHL. There, as we mentioned, there were some important games being played. So let's have a look at the recap graphic. Uh, we started off with obviously games on Tuesday night. Uh, there was three, uh, and then one on Wednesday. Jeremy, I'll let you get into these here. Yeah, the uh, a big win for the Melville Millionaires at home, two one over the Melford Mustangs. A really tight checking hockey game uh, that Melville came out on top, getting the two points. Battlefords doubling up Larange 6-3 in Larange to improve to 8-0. And then it's it's crazy how uh, a week can change everything because last week when we were chatting going into the weekend, we were talking about how Estevan had only won one game. Well, now they've won three in a row because they had that 3-2 shootout win over Notre Dame. We'll get to that obviously in a bit. And then yesterday, last night, the Notre Dame Hounds dropped a 5-2 decision to the Nipwin Hawks, who kicked off three games in three nights. So let's start uh, out of that slate of games. I think the first one I'd like to start talking about is Battlefords at LaRange, because I was actually at that game, so I could yeah. talk about it. First-hand experience. Yes. Um, and you know what? It was Battleford. Battleford's been impressive all year. Um, you know, they've gotten off to obviously such a great start, 8-0. But, you know, it wasn't... It wasn't a picture-perfect start, I think, for the North Stars in that game. However, they got two goals early on in the first period. They, you know, had the first 20 locked up. LaRange really pushed in that second period. But the big thing for me in that hockey game that really stood out for Battleford is on three separate occasions, LaRange would score. They would get back to within one. They'd have all the momentum. And then it would be about two or three shifts later, Battleford would get that second goal, that second goal, uh, restore that two-goal lead. It's the timeliness of the goals, and that's what, for good teams, good teams are going to do that. They're going to find their ways to score, even when they're not, you know, playing to their potential, their their best. But their depth showed definitely on Tuesday against LaRange, and the timeliness of their goals. Um, was a big reason why that they walked away with a 6-3 win. Yeah, I'm just looking at it here. So, LaRange got their first goal one minute and 50 seconds into the second. Battleford scored less than two and a half minutes later. Then they, uh, LaRange got a goal at 11 minutes. Uh, less than a minute later, uh, LaRange, or Battleford got that equalizer, I guess, or I guess they you know got the goal back. And then in the third period, LaRange scored seven minutes and 30 in, and uh, Battleford scored just a few minutes later. So like you said, um, it's, it's tough when you have a team, when you're playing mm -hmm. against a team uh, like Battleford's is built this year, it's tough because no shifts can be taken off. 100%. And it always seems like sometimes, you know, maybe you got a really good shift out of your guys, and if the next line doesn't match that same effort, Battlefords has the guys to take over and, and get that back. They get the momentum right back. So it's going to be a, that's a, probably a big learning lesson for LaRange. Again, it's early in their season as well. Um, the young head coach currently, Kyle Schneider, is still at the reins there. Yep. Uh, Kevin Kaminsky is coming back. So this is probably... Uh, a game that they're going to look back on in a little bit and be like, okay, remember when this happened? We can't let it happen again. And I know it's a tough stretch for the LaRange Ice Wolves. The last four games, they've mm -hmm. lost four straight, getting only one out of a possible eight points. But the big thing is, in those four games, you've played Humboldt three times. Yeah, Battle Battleford's. Yeah, exactly. And it's not going to get any easier for them because they finish off a four-game homestand on Friday when they take on the Melford Mustangs, who are like, they're, those two teams are, like that whole Sherwood division, and we'll get into that with Rob, um, that whole Sherwood division is very congested. 
And there's a lot of parity in that division, and, and we're seeing teams get wins on different nights, and we're seeing a lot of movement in it. But, um, yes, that's going to be, a, I think, a learning lesson, like you mentioned, for the Larange Ice Wolves. But then let's go to Estevan quickly, too. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about it last week. They were 1-6. and six. Now they've won three straight uh, going into the weekend. And it seems like they've turned the corner a little bit. And, man, i got to say, man, Cam heard Licka in between the pipes. He, I think it was like around 45, 46 stops, or it was 46 shots, I think, uh, 46 or 47 shots, and then he made about 44, 45 saves on um, Tuesday says, against This is 45 on the, on the website here. Yeah, 45. 45. Yeah. What a memory. Yeah. Um, but the last three games, he has been outstanding for them, and I think he's going to be a big part of, you know, Estevan wants to turn it around and really get back. They're back in that five-terror division now with a four and six record, but if they really want to get back and, and you know, defend their division title. Yeah, and I mean, that was part of the conversation we had about what the weekend schedule was going to be last week when they were going to play Weyburn twice. And we discussed how if they can pull out two wins against Weyburn, all of a sudden they're right back into it. And then they play Notre Dame, they get another one. So like you said, they're starting to roll a little bit and they're getting the goaltending and they're getting the scoring from guys like Cade Runke and those types of players. Yep. Um, so for, for Estevan, like right now they're tied again for now they've played five more games than Yorkton, but they are tied for first. Uh, and just a week ago, uh, it was kind of looking like they were going to struggle. So it was a, uh, it's a big stretch for those guys to get those wins it is a big stretch and uh we mentioned the eight no valve for north stars and that kind of leads into topic two of the hat trick yeah so topic number two we're going to talk about there are two undefeated teams left in the sjhl uh we are eight well five to ten games in depending on which team you are but we have two teams sitting at eight no right now battlefords and humboldt uh, i guess you've seen both jeremy like mm-hmm. between the two uh <laughs> do you want to kind of get into maybe how they've gotten to this point and I maybe mean, how long they'll go yeah i think it's really interesting because you look at humboldt and i think you know we talked about it on sjhl weekly which of course you can check on all our social medias twitter facebook uh, YouTube all live on Mondays, uh, and you can catch it on demand as well. But we were talking about it, like the fact that they they had a three game and three night stretch last weekend. They had played seven games in ten days, and they came out and they won every single game. Yeah. And they found different ways to win each game. I think that was the most impressive thing for me when it comes to the Humboldt Broncos. Obviously. A tight 2 nothing win on the Friday against LaRange in LaRange. Then a come-from-behind 5-4 overtime win Saturday. And then you go into Flin Flon, very difficult place to play, and you win 2 nothing on the road. Or not 2 nothing on the road, sorry, 2-1 in overtime on the road. That's what I was trying to say. And you get the tying goal uh, from Ethan Zilke with less than three minutes to go. Mm-hmm. And you just keep finding ways uh, to win. And now they're getting a much-deserved week off. When it yeah. comes to Battleford, it's kind of a similar situation. You know, they're um, they're putting a lot of pucks in the back of the net right now. That's for sure. Um, the other thing, too, is they're doing a very good job of keeping the pucks out of the net, too. Um, but they're also finding ways to win. I don't think Tuesday up in LaRange was their best performance. But, um, you know, when you have a deep lineup like they do and you just find ways to win. The question now is, I think, you know, I, I've talked to people around the league is – how long are these teams going to stay undefeated? Mm. That's a good, that's the question. Um, they're both extremely good. And I guess for Humboldt, they're going to stay undefeated until <laughs> next week, at least because they don't play till Tuesday. Battleford's got uh, two home games this weekend against Weyburn. And the interesting thing was I looked at the schedule. 
Battleford pretty much plays the whole month of October at home. That's a big one. That's a big one for them. Well, I think it's like an eight-game homestand. Yeah. So and it's a tough it, one to play in. It's Battleford's extremely it's tough. tough. Yeah. So I wish I had some sort of answer. But you know what? One thing I will say before we get to our final topic the two teams play a home and home at the end of the month. Ooh, and, sell out the rinks. And boy, oh boy, would it not be something that Friday night, first half of that home and home in Battleford. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. If both teams. Fantastic. I think we're, we're supposed to be in Humboldt on the Saturday for the second half of that home and home. Right. I think we'd have to make the trip Friday. To uh, just a couple of interesting numbers I'm just kind of seeing as I look at these two teams. Sure. Uh, goal differentials, we said we talked about this a little bit uh, last week. Battleford's plus 27, Humboldt plus 21. Next closest team is plus six. Uh, and on top of that, Humboldt's got the second most penalty minutes in the league. Just something interesting, interesting. I thought was interesting. That is they're, very interesting. Uh, they're maybe not playing the most disciplined hockey, but they're winning games. Also, they're winning games in different ways, like you mentioned, three overtime wins out of their eight for Humboldt this year. So just yes. another interesting very one. Very interesting. Both teams finding yeah. finding ways finding to ways. win. And, and good teams do. Yeah. And, uh, and the big thing, too, is I guess on leading into topic three is they're also getting contributions from some high-end players. Absolutely, including this past week's MVP of the week, Ethan Zilke. Let's have a look at the statistic leaders in terms of skaters. Last week we looked at goalies. This week we're going to look at skaters because we've played enough games now where this kind of stuff yep. kind of has a little bit more meaning. So we talked about it. Ethan Zilke leading the way. He was last week's MVP, SGEU MVP of the week uh, for battle, or for Humboldt. Sorry, he had, what was it, 11 points, I think, in mm -hmm. five games or something like that? Four goals, seven assists. Thank you, yes. Yeah. Uh, and and on top of that, we have a couple of guys at the top of the league now on this list for goals, Stephen Kesslering and mm -hmm. Maguire Ratzlaff from, from Nipawin. Uh, Stephen Kesslering, obviously, from Battlefords. What stands out for you, Jeremy, if you want to look at this well, list here? Just to add to Kesslering and Ratzlaff, both team, or both players, I should say, are coming off of two-goal performances. Ratzlaff had a pair right. last night against the Notre Dame Hounds, and then Stephen Kesslering had two up in LaRange on Tuesday. What I really like about this list... And it's changed a little bit, actually, when I was doing my prep for this show. But um, you're seeing a lot of, you know, I think players from around from different teams. Usually you see it um, when teams off to an 8-0 start, for example. And you're going to see a lot of um, points up for, for certain players. But you're getting a lot of variety. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what I kind of like to see early. You know, you're getting that early on. And, you know, once we say a month from now, we're going to see it. There's going to be probably... A handful of those players, I'm going to guess, are probably going to separate themselves and be further ahead. But there's a lot of good variety there. And you're seeing, you know, some of the players, like you mentioned, you have, a, you know, obviously you have Ethan Zilke up at the top. Uh, the Humboldt Broncos are rolling. Uh, the Battle for North Stars, you have Steven Kesslering. And then even we've seen Nipwin, obviously, this year. The big thing with the Hawks that we've been pointing out uh, with the Nippon Hawks this year is uh, they like to put the pucks in the back of the net and they've done a very good job of it. They're a very explosive offensive team. Yeah. So it really doesn't surprise me that they have a couple of guys uh, up there when it comes to scoring this year. And then obviously uh, Noah Wills has been so impressive. He was so impressive last year for the Melville Millionaires and he's only going to be more impressive uh, this year for Melville, yeah. I think. Uh, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. But at the beginning of the year, at SJ for the first episode of SJHL Weekly, I think he was the player I picked to finish the uh, yeah, finish the he was year in that conversation. with leading points. Yeah. And I'm kind of still sticking with that um, because he has a, such an impressive skill set, and I'm I 
Other than the showcase, I haven't been out to Melville yet this year uh, to see him play, so I'm trying to get there gotta as get soon there. as possible. Yeah, we gotta get wink, there. wink, nudge, nudge. But um, I think there's a lot of great offensive talent uh, in the SJHL right now in the top 10 that we, we put up on the board. But then I still think, too, there's a lot of players that are in that top 10 or that aren't in that top 10, I should say, that we They're talked right about at the beginning of the season mm-hmm. that I think we expect to be in the upper echelon of scoring yeah. when all is And it's early done. enough that those guys could get hot for a week and yeah. all of a sudden they're and, at the top. And injuries play a factor and everything like that. Yeah. Like Ben Tkachuk and Melford. Right, like sure. I fully think he's going to be one of the best tw- uh, players in the league. But obviously we don't know if, um, um, you know, how he's doing health-wise. I'm not, I wasn't sure actually. I forgot to look if he was back in the lineup on Tuesday. Uh, I from, don't from the think so, but I could be wrong as well. So yeah. we'd have to check on we'll that. We'll have to check on that. One but last stat for you, Jeremy, before we move okay, on here. Sounds good. Uh, second place, obviously we talked about Noah Wills. He's second in scoring mm-hmm. right now, but he's leading the league in points per game. So a little interesting nit note there. In terms of points per game, he's at the top. So Noah Wills off to a really good start. And on top of that, uh, you mentioned injuries. Um, Nicholas Sampson from Melville. Mm-hmm. He's only played one game. So he's another guy for that team who I think they're going to rely on for some numbers. He's only played one game so far. So let's, let's let him get back into the lineup and see how it goes. And to catch, I didn't play. I just pulled okay, it up on. Uh, so that's another player that we fully expect to be in the top 10 uh, this season for uh, scoring. But that's, I mean, at the end of the day, comes down to great depth in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And we're going to see great players uh, for sure. So that is the hat trick for this week on SJHL Insiders. Well, we were supposed to have Rob Hart, the voice of the Flintlawn Bombers, on, but unfortunately, due to technical difficulties, technology, it's something these days, I tell you, but uh, unfortunately, due to technical difficulties, Rob isn't going to be on the show this week, unfortunately, but that just comes as a nice little tease for the future, Clark. Ooh. So that's, that's, I guess, the good news out of it. We're really hyping... Rob up, but even though Rob's not going to be on the program to this week, mm-hmm. we're going to talk Flin Flon because not only has Flin Flon uh, been busy on the ice, they've been playing some good hockey, they've also been very busy. But let's start on the ice first. A 4-1-1-1 and start to the year. They're currently sitting at the top of the Sherwood division. You know, at the beginning of the year, I think there was, after the first three games, they'd only scored five goals. I think there was a bit of a concern about where they were going to get their goals from coming from. Uh, but really, it was that trip to Warman that kind of turned everything around for them. Because during that trip to Warman, they scored nine goals in two games. And they've been playing much better since. And as a result, they have, well, they pretty much, they've gotten points in every game this year except for uh, the one game that they lost in Nipwin during uh, the Hawks' home opener. Uh losing that game 5-2. But they've been playing some really good hockey right now, and I, and you have to look at the Flin Flon Bombers. You know, at the beginning of the year, we were talking about Flin Flon as being one of the favorites, probably, in the Sherwood division. And early on, you kind of have to say, they still are going to be one of those top teams in that division. So, not yeah, not only are they, they playing pretty solid lately, uh, they've made some moves off the ice as well, which we'll touch on in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they currently... 
you know, they're one of the more disciplined teams in the league. I'm just, again, yeah. looking at their roster. They're playing very clean hockey, only 104 penalty minutes, which is tied for the least in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're staying out of the penalty box, which is key in this league. Uh, and, you know, they're starting to kind of maybe find that goal-scoring touch. They're adding some players here and there to maybe fill in some holes that they maybe thought they had. Uh, and, again, we can talk about they've made three moves now, or three additions, three changes uh, in the last, you know, few days. Uh, and they're going to – it's probably going to change the outlook of their of their roster night in and night out a little bit. Uh, do you want to get into that now, the, the roster moves? Or I what? was going to say the one thing I want to touch on before we get to those roster moves is a roster move they made in the offseason that's really – not even the off season. It was made in the preseason. Mm-hmm. That's made. That's paid dividends. And we've talked. We talked right. about it a few times on SJHO Weekly. And I really wanted to get Rob's opinion on this. But from what I've seen, I think that trade to acquire Harmon Laser Hume from the Nippon Hawks. What a move! Yeah. The head coach and GM Mike Reagan. As you know, Laser Hume's been one of the top goalies early on here in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League season. He's he's been rock solid in between the pipes. Uh, for Flin Flon. And I don't think you can ask for much more out of a goaltender. Obviously, it was going to be a tall task for whoever was going to start for Flin Flon this year, coming in after Cal Shell. Um, but, I mean, look at Laser Human and his numbers so far this season. He's yeah. We talked about the goaltending last week, but he's been rock solid in between the pipes. And, and to have uh, a solid goaltender in net, a team that plays great structure, yeah, that's important. You're always going to be in every hockey game. And and quite frankly, they were only two two minutes and 45 seconds away from handing Humboldt their first loss of the season. Yeah. So they're they're right there. Yeah, and I mean they're right there as one of the top teams in this league. Just that's my opinion. For sure. And just to nail that home, uh, a 180 goals against, yeah. 942 save percentage. Unreal. He's got a shutout. He's played 6 of the yep. 7 games for the Bombers so yep. far. Uh, and I don't know. It, does it seem like maybe he's got a little chip on his shoulder? I mean, getting traded right before the season started uh, to a team like within the division, even like it's it's kind sure. of interesting how that all worked out. Maybe he you know felt like he wanted to really show up this year, and he's mm-hmm. doing it so far. I think the on. other thing too is I, you have to be excited though too. I think when you get a fresh start, you know, last year was a tough year in Nippon. Let's call it spade to spade. It yep. was a tough year in Nippon. They were a young team. There was lots of change. Everything. Um, you know, I'm sure he would, you know, at the beginning of the year, you know, obviously he was trying to make the the Hawks to be the starting goaltender. And, yeah, he got traded to Flin Flon. But it's, uh, while it might have been unfortunate at the time that he realized, he's like, oh, I got, I got traded. But, yeah, he's going to a, a, a Flin Flon team that obviously they lost in Game 7 of the finals last year. They're expected to be another good team this year. Um yeah, could be a chip on his shoulder, could be excitement, could be a lot of different things I'm sure going through for him. And obviously for the Bombers, they have to be thrilled in between the pipes. I remember talking to Mike Reagan at the showcase. He said he was like, as soon as we he became available, we, yeah. we wanted to get right on it. And uh, they did. And it's been a, a great move and a great transaction for Flynn Flon so far this year. Um and we'll see if that uh, continues down the stretch. But, yeah, you, you touched on, obviously, they've been very busy the last week. Actually, really, the last 48 hours or so. Yeah. Um, let's start with the big one. I, um, getting Alex Von Spracken from the Estevan Bruins. Um, that That's <laughs> – it was interesting because uh, I got word of that trade late, late Monday night. It was announced Tuesday morning. I was driving to LaRange. Um, it was interesting to read all the, um, I guess, reaction. 
the reaction to that trade. Um, it's always, I think it's always a tough trade to make when it is a player um, playing for a team and the player is from the hometown. Yeah. Um, Von Spracken is from Estevan and fan favorite, um, great kid, uh, great hockey player. Has obviously. been with Estevan for like f- parts of five seasons. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that was not um, an easy trade for yeah. head coach and GM Jason Tatarnik to make. I, I briefly listened to the interview that Nolan Kowal did with Jason. And yeah, it, it's, it, that's a, it's a tough one. That's definitely a tough one for rest van, but for Flynn Flon, you're getting a great defenseman, great 20 year old defenseman to come in. Um, and I thought they already had a rock solid blue line. And now you add Von Spreck into the mix and they're going to be a tough, a very tough team to play against, yeah. especially in the wit, yeah. especially in the Whitney forum. They're going to love him there. Uh, you know, he's yeah. a, he plays a physical game, got 19 points last year in 48 games yep. played 130 penalty minutes. So, you know, he likes to get in there and mix it up a little bit. Uh, kind of just like what the bombers are usually good at. Uh, they're good at, uh, you know, when they, when you play in the Whitney, uh, mm. forum, uh, it's, it's easy to get off your game because so many things, there's so sure. many atmospherical factors that happen mm-hmm. in that rink. And if you can have a couple of guys that are maybe a little pesky out there, mm-hmm. it, uh, it just drives home what bomber hockey really is. It is a, <laughs> actually, I'm going to quote, I'm going to quote, um, Kyle Schneider from the Larange ice Wolves When I chatted with him prior to their game on Tuesday, he made a, he made a, a great point about the Sherwood division. He said, Larange's rink, small and cold. Yeah. Flin Flon. Ice surface, small. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Flin Flon, small and cold. Nipwin, small and cold. Yeah. Malford, big and hot. Big and hot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as a result, it, it's uh, always a very tough division for teams to go play in on the road. Yeah. Um, and you know what? It, it's uh, all those rinks are definitely tough home ice advantages um, or are big home ice advantages, I should say, for those for those teams. And I think um, Von Sprecken is going to be a really great addition for them. Yeah, um, to add, and they just they're coming off of Defenseman of the Week performance by Reese Richmond. Yes, uh, well, so too, like yeah. t- they're adding to that blue line. Mm-hmm. And they've made a couple other changes as well. Yeah, and then I, I think the other one that really stands out too, obviously, is they get uh, Jacob Vockler back from the NAHL. That was announced uh, Wednesday morning. Um, and I think, you know, he had 38 points in 52 games last year. Um, I was reading Rob's sports blog, and he was saying, you know, last year they, they thought he was one of the most skilled bombers mm-hmm. on their lineup. Yeah. And for him to come back... And he's excited to be back by reading that blog, too. Um, you know, the sky's the limit for him. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, don't get me wrong. I'm sure they would have liked him to, you know, be wearing that maroon at the very start of the season. But for them to get him now and now be slotted in that lineup, we did touch on how the Bombers have struggled a little bit, just a little bit. Uh, to score goals this year. It never hurts to add a player, even if they weren't struggling, though. If you can add of a, a guy who gets 14 goals last year, 38 points, 18-year-old player last year coming in as a 19-year-old, and he's coming back to you guys, I mean, that's a great addition no matter how you slice it. I mean, it's going to be a really good uh, booster to the lineup. You add a top six forward for free. Yeah, exactly. That's how I look at yeah. it, and that's that's a big addition. So as a result, like for me, like I, I look at Flynn Flon, I already thought the Flin Flon Bombers were going to be one of the top teams this year in the SJHL. Um, 
I think I picked them in the Sherwood division at the beginning of the year. I don't remember. Um, check the tape. <laughs> we'll have to check the tape. <laughs> yeah, we'll check, check the, the tape, tape on uh, yeah. the first episode of SJHL Weekly. I think I think I did. Because They're I think in the Jamie, mix. I think Jamie took Melfort. Okay. And I took Flynn Flon. Right. Yeah. Um, you guys kind of plays devil, devil's advocate with each other. Yeah. I was for sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I really, I really like Flynn Flon. I yeah. really do. And one more move as well. They made. That's right. Yes. I'll just, I'll talk about that one really quick. Uh, they uh, traded, let me just pull it up here. Cause I know you tweeted it out a minute ago here. Uh, they traded 20 year old forward Caden Cole. Right. To yes, Portage yes, yes. of the MJHL uh, for forward Reese Rayside. Uh, he's a 19-year-old forward. Mm-hmm. Now, at first, we were talking about this, you know, Caden Cole, 20-year-old player, um, and they traded him for a 19-year-old player. Reese Rayside, the last couple of years, has kind of been bouncing around Major Junior and Junior A. Right. Uh, and he doesn't have a whole lot of numbers beside his name. But we, I, we did a little digging. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as a, That's as what a, we do. We dig. Digging. We dig. Uh, as a 16-year-old in Manitoba Junior League with the Winnipeg Blues, he put up 36 points in 47 mm-hmm. games as a 16-year-old. And then yeah. he went to the WHL for a little bit, came back, played with Portage, put up seven points in eight games mm-hmm. during that shortened COVID season. Right. Uh, then got some time in the WHL as well. So when he p- has played more or less full-time at, at junior A level, he's put up some numbers in the past. And now he's a 19-year-old forward. He's a little bit older. He's seen some things. He's been some places. Mm-hmm. Uh, this could be another sneaky little addition by Mike Reagan and the Bombers. I just have the stats up right now. And I think the big thing that stands out, and when I see these moves, <clears throat> excuse me, especially those, um, the two moves up front, I think you, you definitely look at the Bombers and, and they address a need where they, they see, like, we do, need to, we do need to add some goal scoring. We mm-hmm. need to add some offense because as of right now, going into uh, tonight's action, Thursday night's action, um, they are the third lowest scoring team in the SJHL, and the only two teams that have scored less than them are Kindersley and Yorkton, and Kindersley has played one less game, and Yorkton's played two less games. Right. So, um, to me, they see, well, we're doing an amazing job of keeping the puck out of our net, we still got to find ways to, you know, put the puck and, and on top in the of back that, of the net, and, and on- we don't want... Essentially, we don't want, you know, we need some depth. Yeah. Because you look at, we've talked about the top teams in this league. What do they have? Depth. A lot of depth. A lot of depth. Battleford. Humboldt. Um, And actually, it's funny you mentioned that because remember when we were doing the team previews before the season started and you were interviewing the coaches, some of those coaches were saying, I really like how our depth is lining up. I like our depth. And so far, they weren't lying. (laughs) No. no, They weren't lying. Yeah. They were. were, (laughs) They they were. They were telling the truth. They They like their depth. They were honest with us. They were honest. Good to know. Uh, Another thing, too, never hurts. Rayside, 6'2", 6'3", 200 plus pounds. Uh, Another big body forward. Never hurts to add a little size. 100%. When you can. Yeah, so look out for Flin Flon in that Sherwood division. Because right now, going into tonight's uh, lone game, which we will get to uh, momentarily, um, in that Sherwood division, you have Flin Flon at the top, 4-1-1, one, one, 10 points. And then it's Nipwin, 4-4-1, four, four, 9. Malfort, 3-3-3, three, three, 9. Larange, 3-4-1, 7. So yes, Flin Flon has played the least amount of games. Um but they are only one point ahead of Nipwin and Melford. It's going to yeah. be a very, 
The very, next, uh, I said this last week as well, but the sure. next like couple of weeks, we're going to start seeing a little bit of separation. Obviously, there's so much bit, parody yeah. right now. Uh, the more teams play, obviously, I mean, that's just, just simple math, but the mm -hmm. more teams play, the more chance they have mm -hmm. to kind of separate. But when I say that, I have a feeling the Sherwood division might not separate as much as some of the other divisions maybe already have or I don't will. I think so. I feel I like really the Sherwood don't. division's going to be like this all year long. They're going to be this close all year long. I, I always, you know what, as I've kind of been the, the first week and a bit of the season, especially this week, I should say, actually, after going up to LaRange, seeing how the game was and everything for the Ice Wolves and now getting a chance to see all four teams and everything, I keep coming back to what the voice of the Melford Mustang said. Uh, Matt Barrett mm -hmm. in our very first episode of SJHL Insider. Yep. And the more and more I'm seeing of these teams and the more and more I'm seeing of these games, I come back to that what he said and I agree with it. I'm getting to a point where now I'm like, I kind of agree with him. This could be maybe the first time we see all four teams in a division make the playoffs. Yeah, and it's sure lining up that way. I mean, when... Time when, will tell. It's early. I mean, it's still yeah. early. Like, we've when, been saying that for three weeks, obviously. But, you know, we're yeah. getting close to a point where every team has almost played 10 games except for Yorkton and Kindersley uh, yeah. because they got 11 days off, which yeah. we'll get to in a bit. But um, we're getting close to the 10-game mark. And you when know, when eight that's teams... That's almost 20%-ish. You know, when, when eight teams out of the 12 make the playoffs... Uh, it's very possible that there will be two teams in the other two divisions that maybe they slip a little bit or something like that happens. Uh, the only thing, like you mentioned, all four teams, it, you know, LaRange has lost a few games in a row, so can they get back on track? Tough schedule. Tough schedule. Tough schedule. Absolutely. Yeah. So Always have to mention that. Stuff yeah. like that, though. I mean, if they can just you know get a couple wins under their belt, too, and then they'll be good to go. So it's really interesting. It is very interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's our talk for the Sherwood division. Now, before we get into our uh, weekend... Our, our weekend preview. Uh, well, and tonight. I always keep Tonight as well. There I is a game tonight. There is a game tonight. Yeah. Um, before we get into our preview, we have to give a big shout out to uh, our sponsors. Obviously, our presenting sponsor for all of SJHL Insider and our podcast, uh, which you can get on demand. Not only can you watch our... I want, I want to say beautiful faces, mediocre faces on YouTube um, <laughs> and whatnot, the video version. You can actually just hear us... Um, and our voices uh, through the podcast version on both Apple and Spotify. So you can download these episodes and every uh, audio version is presented by SGI, but also a big shout out to all of our other sponsors, that being Chevrolet, Sastel, RBC, Viterra, Direct West, Tourism, Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, uh, and so many more. We have a lot of great sponsors on our- Great uh, partners. On SJHL Insiders, SJHL Weekly, and across the- uh, Really, so, all, all the SJHL. Yeah. Social media platforms Social media as well. platforms, website. Yeah. Um, yeah. Amazing partners. And it was really cool. Quick sidebar. I should have mentioned this last week. I got to meet some of the sponsors while at Showcase. Yep. All so nice. They're, Great people. Yeah. I saw your interview, like, Great for people. one with the Cantera Seeds folks. Actually, guys, can we pull it back up to me? Yep. We have to give a shout. Look at that mug. That's what they gifted Jealous. Me. Okay, the Super the jealous. Beautiful people at Cantero Seats. Yep. Uh, the new partnership. Yeah, be sure to go check out my interview with um, uh, the Cantero Seats people from the new partnership, obviously, the new Cantero Seats Cup. Yep. Very exciting this year. Um, it's The logo's great. It's awesome. Go check out that interview on our YouTube, sjhl.ca, uh, everywhere. But yeah, 
the Anyways, social media platforms, social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, etc. Um, all that fun stuff. There, there it is. is. <laughs> I was going to list off all the accounts, but honestly, you probably heard enough of me rambling here a little Check bit. Check us out everywhere. Everywhere. We're going to get, we'll get all of the places. We'll get to that in a bit. Yeah. Okay. Now it is time. Let's preview the weekend. The nice thing is, uh, it's a long weekend. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy hey. early Thanksgiving. Um, but because it's the long weekend, we got games Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Guess what? We actually get two days off. Oof. Nice. Love it. Uh, let's start with tonight. Nippowin, Weyburn, lone game on the schedule. Now, Seven o'clock. If, Crescent Point Place. If Rory McGoran is watching, this is Weyburn, not Notre Dame. This is Weyburn. It is not Notre Dame, <laughs> as he made that mistake <laughs> he on made Monday. made that mistake on which Monday. Which was... Very funny. I had but to, we all make mistakes. Had to call him. Um, it was good. Yeah. Um, but actually, I'm glad you brought up Rory because he made uh, one of his last points he made on SJHL Weekly on Monday. And I ag- agree with him 100%. Huge week for the Nippon Hawks. Big week. Three games and three nights down south. You started off with a 5 2 win last night. They looked very good watching that game on hockey TV. And you, of course, by the way, you can watch uh, all SJHL games on hockey TV. Hockey TV. Uh, hockey TV. Be sure to subscribe. Yeah. Uh, I got um, the app right here. We have new cameras getting installed and in all the rings. Anyways, we've plugged enough. Um, big week for the Nippon Hawks. They get two big points last night. Big matchup down in Weyburn tonight. When you look at this game, I think it, I think it's a really big game for Weyburn. Yeah. I mean, they're coming off a week where they played five games. You go one and four. Um, the game you won, it was a tight tight one, two, one against Melville, division rivals. But then you lose two tight ones to Estevan, and then the, the, the showcase was tough. We talked about that with Nick. Mm-hmm. But this is, unlike Humboldt, they, uh, Weyburn had... F- Humboldt had five games last week. Yeah. Weyburn had five games last week. Humboldt got a week off. Right. Weyburn's got another three and three. Weyburn's back <laughs> I, at I, it. I, I do feel for um, Cody Mapes and company. Tough schedule. Um, you know, yeah, it, it's good. It's a lot of hockey it, in a short period of time. Yeah. Um, but now you got another three and three. Yeah. Um, and it all starts tonight against the Nipwin Hawks. And it, it, it could, this game could really set the tone for them this weekend because we'll get to it in a moment. But... Their games Friday and Saturday are going to be tough, too. Yeah, I, I sometimes look at the busy schedules early, and sometimes it's good for you. And I think we talked about this a little bit last week with sure. Estevan having 10 games under their belt already, but we were, I think we were talking about a different team. I can't remember which one, but... Uh, it getting, might have been humble. It might have been humble because they had so many games in such so. a compact time. But getting these games out early, you, as a general manager, Cody Mapes, for example, um, being one of them in the, around the league, but any of the general managers, uh, if you get a big chunk of games early, you really get a judge of who your team is and, and yep. where you're at. Yep. That's you you get to see your goalies a lot early and kind of see what they need uh, in front of them. Uh, you get to see how your power play is working, et cetera, et cetera. So maybe it's a blessing in disguise a little bit for those teams that are getting these busy, busy schedules out of the way early. And then later in the season, maybe it'll less, maybe it'll ease up a little bit, you sure. know, at certain points of the season, which might pay off later. So it could be a, a bit of a blessing in disguise. It could be, it's a fair point. Um, and it's always interesting with a young team too, like how Weyburn is. They're still a young team and we'll see yeah. how they kind of, um, you know, react to having another busy schedule, but yeah, a big game tonight. I just think, you know, Nip going into that game four, four and one, um, a mm-hmm. win obviously gets them above 500 would actually get them leapfrogging Flin Flon temporarily for uh, first yep. in the Sherwood division. Uh, 
But Weyburn sits with three a three and five record going into this weekend. I mentioned they were one and four last week. Um, they're looking to try and get some momentum ahead of um, going into a little bit of a weekend road trip. So we'll pull up Friday's games and because uh, I kind of teased it already. Big busy night on the schedule, but. Kindersley and Yorkton finally back in action after 11 days off. Kindersley is going to be in tough as they go up to the Whitney Forum to take on the Flin Flon Bombers. You're probably wondering why that, that game's up at the top. It says 7.30 and it's above the 7 o'clock ones. Well, that's 7.30 Manitoba time. So 6.30 here in Saskatchewan. Right. Um, so technically it is on earlier than Nipwin and yes. Estevan. Um, and then, of course, Nipwin's going to wrap up three games in three nights. Uh, Friday night in Estevan against the Bruins. Bruins looking to try to make it four wins in a row. They're going to take advantage of maybe a tired Nippon Hawks team. Also worth mentioning, that's their fourth time playing already this year. Nippon, yeah, Nippon. Estevan and Nippon. Yeah. Who knew? Such a rivalry. The battle of the black and golds. The black and golds is yeah. battling it out. Um, and then now, speaking of battles, we finally we get the uh, first matchup of the Highway 10 rivalry Friday mm. night as Yorkton visits Melville. We mentioned Weyburn hitting the road. They've got Battlefords both Friday and Saturday. We'll get into Saturday's games. but And then Melfort is in La Ranch yep. as both teams looking to get back in the win column. Big um, game there. I guess for you, Big Clark, when you, um, when you look at that schedule, what do you, what do you see? What, do you, what, what stands out to you? What are you keeping an eye out for in those five games? Well, I, it's a busy I, schedule. It's going to be a, it is a busy schedule. Uh, sure. To me, it's uh, you kind of touched on a little bit the Nippon Estevan game. Yeah. Uh, Estevan coming off three straight wins. Mm -hmm. Nippon going to be playing Weyburn the night before, and Weyburn's probably going to be coming out hard on that one because right. uh, they also are coming off a couple of losses. Right. So it's going to be how is Nippon going to play back to back? On top of that, the Melfort Larange game to me has a lot of implications as well, uh, just because Larange coming off a busy, tough schedule. We touched touched on that a bit, and if they can get a W under their belts, I think that that's going to go a long way for them, especially as head coach Kevin Kaminsky is coming back sooner than later. It's coming up. Uh, so they, two more games. Two yeah. more games. So yeah. I think they want to, you know, maybe show up for their coach, Kyle Schneider. He's done a great job in his, in Kaminsky's absence. So uh, that game at home uh, for LaRange, I think is going to be an important one as well. So a cu couple of really good games though, across the board. Uh, the two that for me, I'm going to take a different angle here. For sure. Um, for me, it's Kindersley and Yorkton. Mm -hmm. How are they going to come out after 11 days off? Rust versus rest, right? You know, mm -hmm. it's always that that's, debate. That's one of my, especially beginning of the season. Yeah. And obviously, it's just so interesting because um, we brought up the last game that both those teams played was against each other. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Kindersley's going into Flin Flon to battle the Bombers. I, I think it'll be, if I had to say for the two teams, I think it'll be a little easier for Yorkton to uh, to get going just because they are playing their highway 10 rivals it's a short I drive mean, it's same with Est it's same with Estevan Weyburn yeah right it's 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 one of those rivalries it's great it, rivalry. those are easy games to wake up for yeah um, so that'll be and Flin Flon's got re reinforcements we just talked about it for like 15 minutes right yeah. like and we'll see you know we'll see if all of them are in the lineup fr yeah. uh, Friday nights against Kindersley but I mean Kindersley Kindersley's been all in all their games really and they've made some moves too season. in and fairness they, they yeah. have made and a couple moves 100% they've added some guys so yeah it'll be interesting uh, to see how they come out as well but I also think too you have a week of practice too especially at the beginning of the year if you have some fresh new faces and everything like that mm -hmm, coming in sure. like that's going to be uh, really good and yeah. I think for Melville to add to that game against Yorkton or the weekend against Yorkton is um, they kind of want to see where they stack up yeah. against their Highway 10 rivals. Because right now, obviously, Yorkton's 4-1, and one, and Melville's coming off a 2-1 win over uh, the Melford Mustangs and are now 3-3-1 three, three and one on the year. And 
have iTerra divisions and it's a little congested as well. But right. uh, let's quickly throw up the Saturday games. We kind of alluded to a, a couple of them because we have a couple, actually three of the four are repeat matchups. We have Kindersley and Flin Flon. Melville goes to Yorkton for the second half of the home and home. Weyburn uh, plays Battleford in the rematch. And then Estevan against Melford. So we mentioned it, obviously, the second half of that home and home between Melville and Yorkton. Kindersley and Flin Flon. It's always interesting with those times when you see some of the, those northern teams or um, you see games where or you see weekends where you play a team back to back in the same building in the same building. It's yeah. always tough to beat a team twice. Yeah, always in the same building. Yeah. Yeah. So it should be interesting how, you know, whoever drops that first game, how they you know, respond mm -hmm. the very next night. Yeah. Because usually you see a, a, a big push from the team that dropped the first one. Yeah. And with the matchup that is different there, the uh, Estevan heading up to Melfort, uh, that's another one too, heading into a weekend where you got some time off now. Estevan has played quite a few games already. They're the, they yeah. have played the most games in the league. So uh, I'm not sure what their schedule holds after that, but, you know, it's going to be um, a bit of a, I think it's going to be a bit of a sigh of relief for them to get kind of done that one almost in a sense. Uh, but it's Melfort, man. Like what we talked about them all along. They're a tough team to play against. They always are. They have been all season. Even some of the games that they've lost, it's been really close. They only have a minus or a, they have a plus three goal differential. So all their games have been close. Um, and so it's just going to be, I, I want to see how Estevan comes out on the road in that one uh, after having a few home games. Well, and the other thing too is is if Estevan, <clears throat> pardon me, if Estevan wins that game on Friday uh, against the Nippon Hawks, they go into Melfort on a four-game winning streak. Mm -hmm. And at Melfort, depending on how their game goes, obviously then it becomes yeah. interesting, definitely in that matchup. Um, to add to your point, uh, you wanted to know what Estevan's schedule was after this weekend. Well, after this weekend, they play. They would have or will have played, like you mentioned, the most games, that being 12 games. Uh, their next game, which we will be at. Oh. Uh, well, at least I will. I don't know about you. I'm I'm hoping to be there. All right. Yes. Well, TBD, we'll find out. TBD. I will be there. Yeah. You've heard it here first. I will be at this <gasps> game mostly because, I mean, what I'm, yeah, the S Van Bruins on Wednesday. Wednesday. One day before our next episode of SJHL Insiders. They play host to the Flynn Flon Bombers. Right. Big game. First game between the two teams that were in the final last year. First game for Van Sprecken, Von Sprecken back in uh, Estevan. The return. Flynn Flon. A lot of storylines. A lot yep. of storylines in that game. But um, it's a very interesting weekend, I think, in the it, league. Yeah. It's going to um, be a fun one. It, it is really going to be a fun one. What do you, Final thoughts, I guess, going into this weekend. What do you think? I am looking forward to seeing how these stats are going to look after this week. Sure. Again, I, I always love, I love the numbers. Uh, anytime you want to talk to me for half an hour about anything, just bring up stats. That's we true. can talk about stats for half an hour. That's true. Uh, so I, I want to see if anybody takes another step because there are some teams that are playing three games this weekend, mm -hmm. like you mentioned. Uh, and I want to see, is there going to be some separation? Are some Who's going to have a big weekend in terms of numbers? Right. Who's going put to them, put themselves in a position to be next week's SGU MVP of the week, the defenseman of the week, the rookie of the week? Sure. And in that sense, the goalie of the week, of course. Um, are we going to see some more big goalie performances? Because the goalies have been the stars. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. that. But, no, they have. Uh, I, no, I don't there think There has been some big performers. That, you haven't. You're 
you're not too far off saying that. But the top goalies have right? been the true stars so mm-hmm. far early in the season. So will that continue or will we see some some numbers getting put up? Uh, so that's what I'm looking forward to this weekend. I'm going to be keeping an eye on the numbers. Mm-hmm. Next week on the show, we're going to talk more about numbers. Uh, we always do. That's we always the point do. Of the show. Uh, so it's going to be, a, I'm excited to get to Monday's show so we can recap what happened mm-hmm. on the, on SJHL weekly and then get to next week where we can chat about more, more fun stuff. Slight correction. To Monday oh, show sorry. of SJHL yes. weekly is actually on Tuesday. Happy Turkey day. Because of Thanksgiving. Yep. So put yep. that on your calendar with a big red star. Tuesday, uh, is the next episode of SJHL weekly. Yep. Um, for me, I alluded to one of them. Uh, the one thing. For me, is Yorkton and uh, Yorkton and Kindersley mm-hmm. coming off eleven days off. For me, uh, that that's very interesting. I want to see how these two teams are, uh, how these two teams react. I guess to having that much time off, um, because I personally, I think at the beginning of the year, having eleven days off, yeah, like it's you mentioned, it could be really good, could be really bad. We yep. don't know. Yep. I want to see how they respond, especially too, because. You know, Kindersley's coming off their first win of the season. Right. Yorkton's coming Feels off their like first Feels like forever loss. ago, though, right? And it like, does, because it happened on the second day of the showcase, and it was the second game of the second day. Yeah. Second, yeah, second yeah. game of the second day right. of the showcase. Yeah. So, and it was a good game, too. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see how those two teams respond. The other uh, kind of storyline for me, too, is um, that I'm going to be pl- paying close attention to, and we kind of saw a little bit of, li- little bit of it last night is uh, the two teams that are playing three and three. Right. That'll be I tough. I want to see, because uh, this, I mean, say if Nipwin can get three, three out of four points in their last two games of this trip, and then they finish with five out of six, I mean, what, what a great Southern road trip. It's right? almost mo- as much as you can ask for. Like, it's almost a... P- it's always, like, those three and threes are really difficult. Yeah. For, I, and I don't know if... Um, Fans know how difficult the three and threes are for these teams. You know, if a team can go down and get, you know, four, five, six points. Yeah. I, I've always thought, you know, anything four or above is a, is really good in a three and three, um, especially when you have to travel. Now, with that being said, they're doing uh, the Nippon Hawks are doing um, Notre Dame, which is in Wil- Wilcox and then Weyburn and then Estevan. So it's not too bad. You know, yeah. just an hour really in between each one, which sure. is which is good. But I'm interested to see if you know they got off to a great start. They got two points last night. If they get in, even if they split the last two, I think it's a successful road trip for them. Uh, and then on the flip side of that, obviously tonight is their second of their three and three. Weyburn starting their three and three tonight. Yeah, and it's a crucial. I, I don't want to say crucial. I shouldn't say that. But it feels like it though. Nah. With how close that division is already, like there's two points between fourth and first in the Viterra, right? Like I. I'm going to say this. When it comes to the Viterra division and it, when it comes to the Sherwood division, um, with how congested those divisions are right now, um, I think the games the games in the division are the crucial ones. Mm-hmm. The, that's where you're going to make up your ground, right? Yep. Those are going to be more crucial, I think, than uh, games outside of the division. Just because... Um, this year, there are less games in, inside the division. So those four-point games, as they like to say, four-point games, uh, they're not as much, right? And honestly, the, the crazy thing is Weyburn, um, Weyburn's been pretty good so far in the, the divisional play. Yeah. I mean, 
Um, they have two wins, two wins against the Melville Millionaires. They played well against Yorkton mm-hmm. at the very beginning of the season, very first full week of the season. I think it was when, the Wednesday night. Yeah. They only lost, they lost 3-1 with an empty net goal. Both those games to Estevan were one goal games. Right. Uh, with an empty netter in the second one. But anyways, it is a big weekend though for them. And I'm sure, you know what, there's going to be a lot of motivation, I think, in that locker room too especially going into Battleford Friday. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, they they had a really tough loss to Battleford at the SJHL Showcase that they're probably not right. too happy about. It's fresh. It's right? fresh. It's still fresh, right? And, you know, I think they're going to want to kind of be a little bit of spoilers. Like, I think they're mm-hmm. going to have, hey, they're undefeated. We and could be the team that knocks them off. And that's, I think, what's going to, there's going to be a lot of motivation for these teams playing yeah. Humboldt and Battlefords. I think teams are Everybody's going to be targeting them 100%. now. 100%. A game every night for those teams Somebody. Now. Yeah. One team... Teams are going to want to be that that team. Yeah. Hey, we want to be their first loss. Mm-hmm. So, um, lots, a lot of great matchups on the schedule uh, tonight. Uh, quick recap: Thursday or tonight, I should say. Uh, Nipwins and Weyburn to take on the Wings at seven. Uh, tomorrow, Kindersley at Flinflaw. Nipwin at Estevan. Yorkton at Melville. Weyburn at Battleford. Melford at, at uh, Larange. And then Saturday, four games. Kindersley at Flinflon, Melville at Yorkton, Weyburn at Balford, Estevan at Melford. Let's get into it. A lot of games. That's Let's go. Uh, if my math's correct, which it usually is, uh, that's 10. ten. Another 10 games on the <laughs> schedule. Uh, if I, I know we like to bring up where I'm going to be this weekend. Yeah. What's up? Uh, I am going to be in Yorkton on Saturday to Woo! watch Melville against Let's Yorkton. Go. I'm really excited. It's going to gonna be a good one. Uh, it always is. Yeah. I mean, all those matchups in that Viterra division are usually really fun to go to. Um, I've kind of had a string of, of uh, seeing the Sherwood division. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see. I mean, Showcase, obviously, we saw everybody. But through my travels so far, I've been to Flinflon. I've been to Nipwin. I've been to LaRange. We are dipping into another division. There we go. Uh, this weekend. And then we're um, next week. Ooh. we got a really big, busy schedule next week but let's do it we'll dive into that uh when it comes yep. when it comes to my travels around the saskatchewan junior hockey league and where you can see me at the rink but if you are in yorkton on saturday feel free to say hi speaking of yorkton connor anderson Ooh, from yorkton checking in on our tiktok live feed saying uh let's go terriers i hope to get some more nice pictures for you guys tomorrow and saturday oh, so well, connor's yes. a photographer in yes, his own please. right he likes to take some pictures we love photos uh so shout out to connor for checking in appreciate it yeah, that's, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, it's going to be a great weekend of hockey. It always is. You can catch all the games. If you can't make it to the rink this weekend, can't make it to any of the games, of course, you can catch all the games on uh, Hockey TV. Um, of course, you can catch all the episodes of SJHL Insider. Here we go. Get the socials ready. <laughs> uh, but you can catch the episodes of SJHL Insiders on YouTube. Uh, our, on our YouTube, please subscribe. I think going into today's show, we were literally sitting at 599 subscribers on YouTube. Yeah. Uh, let's get that up because I'd like to get that much higher by the end of the season. Got to get 1,000. But, you know, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, um, subscribe to the YouTube. And, uh, you know, we're live or no, we're not, we're doing SJHL Insiders every Thursday, SJHL Weekly, of course, our other show with our good friends Jamie and Rory. Those are on Mondays, except for this coming Monday. It is Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy early Thanksgiving. Uh, We will be back on 
Tuesday for a jam-packed episode of SJHL Weekly with uh, the boys, Jamie and Rory, because uh, both those guys also have games that night. So we are going to be, <laughs> it's going to be a, yeah. a, a very, very busy Tuesday, but uh, a very exciting one around the SJHL. Before we go, we got we got to thank the, uh, the great sponsors once again. Of course, every podcast on both Apple and, and Spotify, where you can also get the audio version of our show. Uh, is presented by SGI. So big thank you to SGI. Of course, if you don't want to, if you don't have time to watch the full YouTube video, uh, YouTube version of our show, which I completely get, or maybe you just want a break from, you know, looking at us, um, you can get the audio version on both uh, Apple and Spotify. <laughs> you keep uh, saying that. What's that? <laughs> you keep saying that. Ah. You're, you're shooting my confidence down every time, Jer. Yeah. It's okay. Sorry. I understand. I mean, when I've yeah, I've worked on in TV for four years, and I just kind of, you yeah. know, it's better to just keep the bar low, keep stale, yeah, and low then standards. you just kind of then you, then you get boosted up. It's all good. Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah, you can get the full audio version on Apple and Spotify. Uh, but also a big shout out to our other sponsors, Chevrolet, Sastel, RBC, uh, Viterra, Direct West, Tourism, Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, uh, SGEU, all those great sponsors that we have for all of our shows. Um, it wouldn't be possible uh, without the great folks uh, for all of our sponsors. So uh, it's been a great episode. Uh, unfortunately, like I mentioned earlier, uh, unfortunately due to technical difficulties, we couldn't have Rob Hart on the show. Don't worry. We'll get I saved the questions. We got a few questions for, uh, on social media uh, for Rob. We're going to get them answered. We're going to get them. He's, uh, yeah. He, we'll get him. We'll get him on the show 100% uh, in the near future. Um, unfortunately, just technical difficulties today. We couldn't get him on the, on the program. Uh, but he'll be back. We'll, we'll have him on for sure. He was the one that actually, he was really excited when I saw him in Flin Flon. He wanted to be on the show. He'll get on the show. He'll be on the we'll show. We'll get him. Anyways, uh, for Clark Monroe, I'm Jeremy Corrigan, and this has been another great edition of SJHL Insiders. 